2: Gentlemen, uh, you know I'm down here in spring training and uh, doing my show every day. I have those newspaper duties too. And uh, today we got to meet Lance Lynn. And he was fantastic. He was, uh, you know. He admitted he's kind of a grumpy guy. Uh, somebody asked him if uh, if waiting out the market put a chip on his shoulder, and he said the chip's on my the chip on my shoulder's been there since I was born. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what my dad says. So that's not changing. He says the free agent market's not changing. That that's something I use to compete, and it helps drive me. And uh that that's his reputation as uh kind of the you know, hard nosed as we had uh Derek Gould on. He told us he does not uh put up with fools, you know. He does not uh uh, you know, you ask him a dumb question, he'll tell you it's a dumb question. So we got through it today, but he was a pleasant enough guy. He's not nearly the hefty fella that everybody uh, – I, I don't think he's much overweight at all. Now, maybe I'm not the guy to judge that, but uh, but he he's in good shape. He came out today, threw the ball uh, extremely well, uh, 94 his first pitch, hit 94, 3-4 other times, mostly 93. Uh, A couple of good sinkers. I I didn't know uh, his sinker was that good. He threw a couple of good sinkers, but uh, he only threw 41 pitches, had five strikeouts, one walk, and uh, no hits in uh, three innings. He's trying to crank it up so he can be in the rotation for the uh you know to start the season and thad Levine actually said he sees him maybe pitching one of those pittsburgh games either the uh, april 3rd or a- april 5th so they can almost have him st- they they would have him stay down here and pitch in a minor league exhibition game and then fly into into uh into uh pittsburgh and and, and pitch
0: one of those games so, well and i'm sure too given the fact that he's on a one-year deal he wants to make as many starts as possible
2: well and i really do think everything you hear about him he's he's that kind of guy anyway he i mean he is definitely going to free agency there's no doubt about it because he's uh i'm sure myth that he uh didn't really get any good he he got a few two year offers but uh uh, he decided to take the one and go back
0: and take another swing at free agency. But uh, when you pull uh, up his, his his stats too for his career, he's been good. It he's is good. amazing. Yeah, I mean, I know he missed the one year because of Tommy John, but he's been and he's been consistent. It's the and same last guy year he's year. coming
2: Last year's not bad. No, he's coming back. I know somebody. Ah, his fastball was a little down, and uh, I mean, he's uh, uh, to me uh, right there with Irv. You know, as mm-hmm. far as signing, I I put him in the same category as Herb. I think he's a he's a stud.
1: And it seems like last year was kind of a get right year for him sure, after right. after the surgery, and it was still pretty good. So I mean, you you'd figure if yeah. he's at full strength and really at at his best now, you figure he's going to have a really good year.
2: And he said that uh, they asked him about you know coming back. Does he agree? He said he said the biggest thing was to learn what still worked. You know when he started pitch- you know he had a year off and he said okay i'm I'm gonna pitch again, but I want to take my regular turn and he did I made thirty three starts I think, but he said it wasn't he wouldn't he wouldn't describe it as command it was like okay, what's still here what what do I still have after tommy john and it's it's pretty much the same because he's never had a great variety of pitches but uh he he was an oppressive guy, and uh you can tell that uh they got some serious pros they've added to this team in the in addition to people who can uh, uh be competent but they've added rodney and a lot of people talk about that but i you know okay how much does he have left he's 41 years old but i was talking to that romero kid today where they sent out fernando romero who's going to be their he's their best pitching prospect uh the kid was great this spring but He's trying to add the changeup. So what's he do? He goes down and starts working with Fernando Rodney. He's he's basically been had a month here with a guy with maybe the one of the two or three best changeups in baseball, and uh, he, he's a pro by all standards. I mean, he people see that hat cocked and they think maybe he's goofy, but he's a he's a he's a pro. Zach Duke and Addison Reed are just. Two guys who sit over there every day and just kind of observe everything, and they neither of them gives a damn if they get an out in spring training or not. they're mm-hmm. just waiting for the season starts and then these three guys are hard not to like. Morrison's kind of like the big personality mm-hmm. Lynn's kind of the sour puss who's gonna sit over in the corner, but he'll answer your questions and uh and he'll take the ball and he'll make thirty seven starts this year thirty six starts and then an older is he's a you know, everybody likes him too. Well, and so, it also I mean, just
0: it adds to the depth of all of the pitching throughout the organization. Sure. So you're not rushing a guy like Romero or like Gonzalez. You're just well, you're giving those they, guys time to develop. Today
2: they send out Mejia. You know, yeah. there was a, a week ago it looked like he might be in the rotation, and uh, they sent him out and said, "Okay, get better." You know, get better, and you go down to Rochester and get better. So uh, that's good. So anyway, I thought, hey, the guy's good uh it was fun talking to him it was the press conference was uh interesting and he, he gave he's he gives you straight answers and uh so i call up today to help out the morning show right
0: mm-hmm.
2: i said hey uh hey dave the producer you think these guys want uh want a little eight minute review of lance lynn He said, I don't think so. They're talking nothing but football today. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they forgot the Twins existed as soon as the Kirk Cousins coming to the Vikings stuff came out. They couldn't even find eight minutes for a live report from Fort Myers on uh, Lance Lynn before he made his first start. Which, by the way, most impressive first appearance by a Minnesota professional since Herschel kicked his shoe off against the Green Bay Packers.
0: Well, you know what that means then, Patrick? What? Mackie and Judge show is not long enough. That's right.
2: They don't have enough
0: time. They need a fifth Four hour. Four-hour
2: show. They didn't have eight minutes for poor Lance Lynn. And you know what else it means?
0: Last offer. That's
2: right. <laughs> Last offer. <laughs> don't bother contacting me. I don't care if... If
0: there's a if there's a Chris Archer trade and you have exclusive if there's a Chris access, Archer trade
2: if I, if I have the scoop, yeah. I ain't talking to them. They're done. They are done. Four hours. Talk not- to Doogie. Get your scoops from Doogie. I ain't helping. You. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to Randy. Randy. In fact, let's get Randy's number and try to steal Randy away from him.
1: Oh, you. that is evil. That's going to
2: be our revenge.
1: Or maybe if they want to get you, if they want to, you know, do a rain check on you helping them out, then maybe, maybe giving us Randy would be the compensation. (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's it. Uh, We will need compensation, but uh, boy, I know, uh, I know where I stand with the morning show. Now they don't four hours. They don't need me. They don't need me. Uh, Seven minutes. They probably
0: is Tuesday Doogie Day. I believe Wednesday and or okay. Thursday is
1: typically okay. Doogie, okay. and or okay. Tuesday or Monday, yeah. depending okay. on what's happening. All
0: right, <laughs> I'll have to
2: look and I I might have to look and see what they had on today that they couldn't find eight minutes for a live report from Fort Myers. But that's good. That's something that relieves me of a, you know, I felt a little obligation being down here to the station, my primary employer, right.
0: Yeah, they don't they don't care. They well, don't we were anything. just talking too about just how brilliant the entire structure of the NFL is. Because as you mentioned, it's everywhere. What? And that's all yeah,
2: thirteenth. Let it leak today. Oh yeah, it is. Paul Richardson signs. Who gives a damn? Right. That's like uh that's like who? That's like uh e, that's like Adrianza signs. Oh yeah, that'd deal. be like
0: the Royal yeah. signing Lucas Duda. Yeah. Okay. Right. Great. Yeah. Thanks. It's
2: not as important as Lucas Duda. Lucas Duda is more important, but we get big headlines. Boom. I looked today at the ESPN menu, like an hour ago. All football. Everything was NFL. My god. Every everything there was NFL. So I guess, I guess Mackey and Judd are cutting edge, but you know, Judd. Basically, I brought him on to Saturday morning sports talk. I said, "Yeah, give me Judd." Joe's giving it up, and. You know, basically did everything I could to help the young man. You groomed him. He won't even give me eight minutes on a four-hour show to report live from Fort Myers. Feeney show. Done. They're done. They're
3: uh, out. You sound like a disgruntled ex-husband sitting at the end of the bar in the Legion talking about his ex-wife. Well, that's, uh, that
2: is, I've done that also, by the way. Except it was a vets club, not a Legion. But uh, Kenny, you pretty much
0: got her there. What's right? the great uh, call that we have about the, she took my beer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where the, He's at the ex-wife's house and she's on the phone with her Give new boyfriend. Give me one
2: more stinger there, Barney. You're yeah. mad
3: and you're heartbroken, but you'd take him back in a second.
2: No. Oh. Well, the ex wife, I might have. Not, uh, not for a while there. Uh, but uh, not, uh, you know, not. not, uh, not All I got
0: is Mackie and Jerry. Oh,
2: No, they're done. <laughs> the hell with them. The hell with them. Their feeny showed. We'll be back. The hell with them.
3: Maybe they franchise case, maybe they don't. You like that? You like that? They have not come to the conclusion that they will not chase Kirk Cousins. That doesn't mean they will.
2: They have not come to the conclusion. Duh.
0: conclusion. You want me to play that, that again?
2: They have not come. To, I'm trying to count the double negatives here.
0: They have not they come
2: to the conclusion.
0: Okay. That they will not will chase
2: not. Okay. Kirk Cousins. That doesn't mean they will. That's a double negative. That means, yes, they would. So Doogie was right. See? A double negative a, a is a positive, so Doogie scoop. You know, Mark Rosen officially gets the scoop, right?
0: I believe he does, yes. Mark Rosen, yes. Rosie had it first. He,
2: he, he, Rosie had it, but now we know Doogie had it before them. Do you think? Before him, with the double negative uh, confirmation that they were going after Kirk do you and think, that they weren't making a deal.
0: Do you think Rosie stole the scoop from Doogie?
2: <laughs> Could have. Well... You know, they, uh, they were, did they work together? Yes, of course they, were, they did over at the other station. Yeah, sure. he was at the, he was over there. Yeah, sure. I'm sure, uh, Rosie, uh, monitors, uh, the scoops every time it's on the air.
0: I hate to be one that would steal a bit from somebody else on this station, kind of rewrite it no. to my own feel, you know, mm-hmm. but we should, in the same vein that you and Joe wrote the 10 rules of Sid, I should come <laughs> up with the 10 <laughs> rules of Doogie. Yeah. Uh, we had 15 rules. Did you oh, see was it 15? somebody? I thought I thought you it was see
2: 10. somebody recommended that you and uh, Manny come up with the ten rules of a racy. Oh tweet? my
0: God! I love that
4: idea. Yes, <laughs> I, I don't
2: think it, there's there's not ten rules
0: to it. There's not. Oh, 10. there might be twenty five. No, no, no. There's
2: not ten. <laughs> you, you could have a hard time coming up with five. Just uh,
0: do not know. use the word elite. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's. Oh well, if you're going to go into specifics. Oh my I, God! See, because with said it's just generalities. That's see, true. I, right? I, I was talking. There's five. Generalities, but if there's rules, you can have fifty of them. <laughs> well, can but you let are- me say this? I want to go back to yes. Judd Mackey uh, turning. You're down really my offended. Oh, I am. You know what my old man used to say. I always love this saying. He <laughs> says hanging's too good for him, they ought to give him a good
0: kick in the ass.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I'm saying to these.
0: Hanging's too good for them, we should give him a good kick in the ass. You know, there there are a lot of things that I wish I could have happen in my life. One of them is seeing Richard Royce and my grandpa, Cook hang out for like three hours in an afternoon, and I Mm -hmm. could just sit there and watch the conversation because that would be fantastic.
2: I wonder if my old man now if there was twitter let's say when he was a 30 year old undertaker in full of minnesota with with as i've always pointed out if it's a good year if you get 40 funerals right right so that and that's a three-day deal that's 120 days right yeah so you got
0: 240
2: days to screw off right (laughs) if he had 245 days and there was a vehicle available like Twitter, I bet he would have been a tweetin' son of a gun. Oh, I, I bet, bet he, would. he would. He'd have 700
0: been... million followers. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't do this, but you know the,
2: the greatest, I shouldn't tell stories, but the greatest thing about him, he had a buddy named Schwab who ran a lumberyard down there. It was the greatest, and he lived, outlived all those guys, and he'd tell the greatest stories. Uh, Don Schwab, he was a hell of a guy. And, he'd, and the old man would be raising money for baseball. After the war, you know, like 51, they were trying to make a big effort, 50, 51, 49, 50, 51, 52. They spent a lot of money. And the old man would go to Schwab and have Schwab write him out a check for $300, right, mm-hmm. to the fold the baseball club or whatever it was. Sure. And then he'd take it to all the guys downtown that had This is when you had a thriving downtown business, you know, two, three bars and, you know, drugstore, two drugstores and everything. And he'd say, you're not going to let that cheap SOB Schwab give me more money than you, are you? <laughs> so he'd get, like, he'd beat him up for, like, a $250, 300 check. You know, look at Schwab gave me 300 bucks. Come on. You got to, you know, and he'd, get, got the Schwab. At, he'd get the guy at the bank. He'd you got to give me more than Schwab, you know, and. And then he'd go back and give Schwab the check, and Schwab would rip it up. So <laughs> you know that was part of the part of the plan. But uh, you know that was uh, that's uh, that's the kind of agitator he was. So uh, you know I I I I'm adopted, so I didn't inherit it, but I learned it. You learned it absolutely. Yeah, I learned it. It's a learned uh, agitation is a learned thing. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, what a deal! What a day today, though. Holy cow! He got how does. Tell me this, how does Bradford get a job? I don't
0: know. How,
2: how does it if the knee is chronic and it, there's nothing left in there? What makes Arizona think he can play eight games on artificial well, turf? Not, they
1: must they must Oh no, planning. they play on grass. They play on Excuse grass. Me. They, yeah. play on grass. They, me. they must be planning on drafting somebody.
0: Well, but even aside from high. that, I agree with you Manny, but even aside from that, not only did he get a job, look at the contract he's he's getting 15 million dollars guaranteed for one season what is wrong with
2: these people hey you better protect the hell the funny thing is people were talking about cousins not wanting to go down there because of their offensive line
0: well that's and that's why carson palmer retired because he kept getting the snot beat out of him how the hell
2: that bradford can't move no you know he's a pocket guy uh, who's but Bradford's I guess, agent? I guess,
0: He's got to have all oh, the yeah, shooters. He should,
2: he should have a bronze statue at the Agent
0: Hall of Fame. Because he guy. was the last, wasn't he the last, he the last number last, one well, yeah, pick that changed, got the big rookie deal? He would, like Kevin so, yeah. Garnett
2: changed the NBA. You know, they got the max contract because of Garnett. That, you know, Bradford... Basically, they when he got fifty million, they said, "Okay, that's enough of this nonsense." And they uh, the next year, I believe, the number one draft choice got twenty. Right, Manny? I you think got, so. I yeah. Think the guy, well, because Cam Bradford got fifty, and the next guy got twenty or yeah, because
1: Cam, because Cam was the number one pick the very next year after okay. because Bradford, Bradford was twenty ten. Because because Stafford Stafford was 09, Bradford was twenty ten, and then Cam was twenty eleven, and then Cam Cam was the first like number one overall pick that didn't get like the didn't, huge didn't get paycheck. the huge money, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, say uh, so. What did any report on what kind of a deal Teddy's getting, or just that no, he's going to end up? I haven't
0: seen anything. At least yet I haven't so seen far. anything. But, but it does look oh, like I, they're I, also bringing I, back uh, McCown. They're bringing both, but I like,
2: take would take a chance on Teddy before I take it on Sam. Bradford. I would
0: too. Yeah, too. I would too. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, but the, it goes the, to show you guys, it's because the these teams are so for starved for decent quarterback play, and there's only they only need thirty two of them. Mm. You yeah. know
2: what is interesting though. Ziggy and the Vikings are spending more money, eighty-four million guaranteed, than they spend to help build the stadium. Wow, <laughs> it's, uh, they don't—they don't have eighty-four billion, a million in that stadium. They got eighty-four billion in a quarterback, but I guess uh, you know the Jets supposedly were willing to guarantee a hundred and fifty. So uh they had to guarantee it all. I and, think that's great. You know, I love the fact that somebody got a fully guaranteed contract. And yeah.
0: Seifert was on with the boys yesterday and apparently the way I understood their conversation with a guarantee of this size the money has to go into escrow because it's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So which means that oh, Ziggy's nice. got to find a way to come up with He got to put it? Oh, really? That it's got to be liquid. I I think that's the way Kevin was explaining it yesterday during their during their show that it has to go from the wolf's pocket or whoever whether it's you know allocated from the team's resources what have you and it has to be put into that escrow account for for because it's a guaranteed contract so Seifert's on with the boys oh no he was on okay. yesterday yeah okay these boys are going to have to
2: make up their minds <laughs> this is this is war one or the other <laughs> one or the other that's all i got to say and seifert How many times have I said he's the finest uh, beat writer I've ever worked with? I believe you say it every time he comes on the show. Every time he gets off the air. And it's weekly. I say it. And now he's stabbing me in the back and going on the air with uh, Judd Mackey. Okay. (laughs) All righty. I'm going to have to digest that one. We'll be back. Here is uh, Johnny Hyde on another action-packed Minnesota sports day. Wow, has it been crazy lately. Yes, hasn't it has. Too? Thank you, it's, Patrick. It's uh, been goofy.
3: This update sponsored by Indeed. Are you hiring? With Indeed, you can post a job in minutes, set up screener questions, then zero in on qualified candidates in an online dashboard. Get started at Indeed.com hire. A lot of football stuff today involving Vikings and quarterbacks. Uh, Kirk Cousins coming here to play quarterback for the Vikings, according to most reports. He'll get a guaranteed $84 million for three years. That's all guaranteed. $84 million. Uh, Former Vikings quarterbacks apparently getting gigs too. Teddy Bridgewater close to finalizing a deal uh, with the New York Jets. Sam Bradford signing with the Cardinals. One year, $20 million. 15 guaranteed, also an option for a second year at $20 million. And Case Keenum will sign with the Broncos.
1: Maybe they franchise Case, maybe they don't. <laughs> Boy, Sam Bradford has made a lot of money. Did you look it up? Man. Quarterback, man. Did you look it up? I, I haven't looked oh. it up. I should look it up, though. Yeah.
3: Across the border, Packers signing tight end Jimmy Graham, also releasing receiver Jordy Nelson. He will up. be
0: a monster for the Packers, Jimmy
3: mm-hmm. Graham. To clear up some money. They released Jordy Nelson. Uh, Jordy, for his part, says he wants to continue playing, so he'll probably end up somewhere. The Patriots. I, yep.
2: They said, they, what he'd say in December, he said if they let him go, he might not play, but uh, yeah. I think he's changed his mind.
3: The uh, Chicago Bears from the Vikings uh, division are going to sign Allen Robinson, the Jaguars wide receiver. Hurt last year, of course, uh, but uh, uh, had a great season. See the kid Two years from Penn ago. State? I think um, so, Yeah.
1: yeah. I think so, yeah.
3: Uh, the deal, even though he did miss the season, is for three years worth $42 million, $25 million guaranteed, according to Ian Rappaport. He was ranked number three in NFL.com's top 101
1: free agents for 2018. You know a good landing spot for Jordy Nelson might be? San Francisco. Hmm. That might be a good spot for him.
3: Uh, last night, Drew Brees and the Saints agreed to a two-year deal worth $50 million. Uh Now, today we found out, a source said that at least one other team, they're not saying who, was willing to give Breeze 60, Ooh, a mystery million, 60, million. Team. 60 million guaranteed over two years. Wow! But uh, that did not woo him away from New Orleans. Because it was the Browns? <laughs> 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 Might have been the Vikings. Could have been. Well, no. Might have been the Vikings. Uh, Danny Amendola leaving the New England Patriots. He'll be signing with the... Mar- right. His catch total is going to
0: go down by about 60. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be signing with the Miami Dolphins. Do they still have what's his name? Tanninghill under contract? Yeah, oh yeah, they
3: gave
2: him a big deal. Did they? Okay. A few years ago, yeah.
3: And
0: uh, finally, former Cretan
3: Durham Hall lineman Chantrell Henderson has agreed to terms with the Texans. Uh he's only twenty-five, but he's only made one start the past two seasons. He does have twenty-seven career starts, uh, but Henderson has Crohn's disease and has served fourteen games in substance abuse suspensions in four. Seasons in, yeah, the smoking NFL.
2: pot to uh, control his pain, right? That's correct. And then, correct. Uh, and the then they keep suspending them; those idiots, mm-hmm. hmm. unbelievable. All righty, sir. Thank you, Johnny. You bet. Ben Gessling covers the Vikings for the Star Tribune. And uh, the, the the honeymoon is over, baby. You're hopping now. Uh, so how'd Sam Bradford get that deal with his bad knee, man? I want to I wanna figure that out.
4: Well, he's got a really good agent. I mean, Tom Condon, Bradford's yep. agent, has been uh, obviously doing this a long time. But, uh, yeah, I was surprised, too, when I saw that number. I'm thinking, man, you know, this guy played six quarters. And Mike Zimmer, a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was, called his knee degenerative. Which I would, th- I would think have, would have probably earned Rex Spielman a phone call from, from Tom Condon Bradford's agent pretty yes. quickly. And uh, it didn't matter. And I, I heard, you know, I had a couple sources uh, that I know that work with the Cardinals say that, you know, we, we had meetings a week ago and, and we weren't that high on him because of concerns about his knee. But, you know, I think the market changes and, and pieces start falling into place and you know you like a game of musical chairs you sit there and say well if if there's one more guy left and if the music stops and we don't have one we're going to be in trouble so that might have driven the price up and and i think i'd take probably played it to his advantage
2: i think i'd take aj mccarron before him but i suppose you couldn't (laughs) give you couldn't give the guy a one-year deal it probably you have to give him three or something like that but uh i don't know what what is your view of when he might have been ready to play last year if Keenum hadn't been playing so well. Could have he been ready like week 10 or 11, or was he not, you know, was he the fact that they didn't uh, have him on the active list indicated that he wasn't ready to play. It wasn't because they wanted Teddy on the active list then. Huh?
4: Well, I, I think it was, you know, it was a little bit of a few things. I mean, you know, when he had the surgery in November, which would have been around week 9 or 10, you know, Mike Zimmer said nothing else was working and he had to do something implying that He wasn't getting better, but they also made that move at the time because they wanted to have Teddy on the active roster and they didn't want to expose Kyle Floater to waivers. So, I mean, it's one of those Mm -hmm. things where yes, he has an injury, but they also have a convenient way to stick him on IR because of, of roster concerns. So, you know, I, I think, but I mean, he was, he was going to see specialists the entire fall. He was getting different therapies done to his knee. I think it was, you know, nobody ever really found what the cause of the thing was. And, and I think, you know, having the surgery was basically, as Mike Zimmer said, we, we need to just try something here. So, you know, I don't know that, and I think some of it was pain tolerance, and I think, you know, Mike Zimmer said that at one point, and, you know, usually when coaches say that, you wonder if it's his way of, of calling out a guy for, for not toughing it out. But, uh, I, I think it was kind of a moving target, and, and they kind of went through the fall saying, we don't really know when this guy is going to be able to go out there and, and function, so just stick him on IR and, and uh, have surgery and hope for the best
2: aux uh, say so uh the vikings are apparently going to guarantee the full 84 million now if if cousins had demanded a 6 year contract you would have had to guarantee more than that probably so i don't think it's that alarming but it is a, quite a contrast to the way the nfl has done business i wonder if some of the vikings colleagues are going to say boy you're starting a bad trend here fellas
4: well, and they, they certainly could. I mean, there's, you know, there's been all of these reports about the Packers wanting to get a deal done with Aaron Rodgers pretty quickly. And Aaron Rodgers saying, no, no, let's, let's just, let's just hang out. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'll and see you see why. I'm... Because if yeah, sure. that deal is, is there for Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers is going to say, okay, let's come through and I, I want 30 million plus a year and all of it needs to be guaranteed because I'm that much better than this guy. So, you know, he's going to say that. Matt Ryan's going to say that. I mean, the next round of, of guys that come up. You know, you know, there's you guys that keep coming through the pipeline here that are going to now have precedent to say if Kirk Cousins gets a fully guaranteed deal and I'm better than that. I mean, Carson Wentz, when he comes up, if he stays healthy, I mean, you know, guys in that ballpark are certainly going to look at this and say, okay, this changes the, the trend now and, and this now has to be the benchmark for quarterbacks. And, and maybe it means the deals are a little bit shorter. But, you know, some of those years in the back can get restructured anyway. So, you know, him him doing this I think certainly – opened the door for a lot of things to change especially with quarterbacks
2: and my theory is this is a guy saying okay i was in washington all those years they didn't think i can win i'm going to minnesota i'm going to be there three years i'm going to win a super bowl but there's got to be a clause in this contract that they can't franchise him he's got to be a free agent again at the end of this else if he's getting all 84 guaranteed he's also getting no franchising i would think
4: I, yeah I would assume and I'll be curious to look at the language when it's done and, and when it gets to a point where where we can see that through you know sources that uh, I've been able to, to see a lot of contracts that way but uh, you know I, yes I would think that the Vikings would say or you know certainly cousins would say like let's let's not put ourselves through that again I mean, he's been franchise tagged twice already he was the first guy to have that happen and and uh, you know, he's getting all this guaranteed money so you know you'd think that they'd say, okay, um, you know, this is how this is gonna work. I mean, I in some ways it probably makes the contract a little bit more simple in in the sense of this is the money's guaranteed, we don't have to play around with that number quite as much and, you know, I mean like every other sport we see fully guaranteed contracts and they're they're pretty simple. It's it's just a matter of, of trying to make the cap numbers work every year. I would expect they'll front load it like they usually do. Uh the difference with this one is that you don't have probably a big signing bonus that he could spread over five years. So I think they'll try to give him a lot of cash up front and, and stick a lot of it in the cap in year one and and say, let's clear the deck for all those other guys we have to sign in, into 2019.
2: I think he's really good, and I think it's the most... Uh, uh you know, we had the Brett Favre moment, but he was 40 years old. You had the Warren Moon moment. He was 38 years old. Uh, yeah, we haven't had anything around this like this since Tarkington in 1972 when they brought him back and he was 32 years old. This is, uh, this is one of the most dramatic, uh, events in Viking history, if you ask me, bringing in the number one quarterback and no matter what the price you paid it.
4: Yeah, well, and it tells you that they are in a mode where they say, I mean, Mike Jimmer could talk all he wants about wide-open spaces, but you make a move like this because you think you have a chance to win a Super Bowl now, and they certainly have every reason to feel that way. You know, they got to the NFC title game, and they were favored in the NFC title game with Case Keenum, and if you feel like Kirk Cousins is that much better, now he's going to have to live up to the money, but if you feel like he's the guy to get you over the top, given everything else you have, given the fact that Alvin Cook is coming back, then you take your shot, because you don't... Oh, and you know, the, the Packers are a perfect example of this. When they won that Super Bowl in 2010, you're sitting there saying they're going to be good for a long time, they go 15-1 the next year, and then they lose at home in the playoffs, and they haven't been back even to a Super Bowl, let alone getting a chance to win one. So, I think you, you have to take your shots when you have them, just because they're it's hard to make those things come around, and it's hard to capitalize on capitalize on them when you get them. So, I mean, yes, it's bold, yes, it's going to be expensive, but uh, you know, to me, when you have a shot, you take it because if they if they win one and they have to pay the price and they're in cat purgatory for a few years, I don't think anybody's going to care. If they win one, there's going to be statues of everybody on that sure. team around that stadium and and the you deal with the consequences later.
2: And it's amazing After the Packers, after Ted Thompson gave away those last six years by not seven years by not signing anybody. Now, now with Aaron Rodgers, 35 years old, they're going out and uh, doing some things in the uh, in the offseason. I mean, in the free agency, but it might be too late.
4: Yeah, I mean it's it's certainly you get the feeling, and I think you know Ron Wolf has said that about the end of Brett Favre's career that he didn't do enough to put a good team around Brett Favre, and that I think at the time had more to do with with weapons around him. And Aaron Rodgers certainly has had those, but in, in their case, been not having a defense. I mean, you sit there and, and look at that guy, and the fact oh, yeah. that he's played in one Super Bowl. I mean, you know that you sit there and say unless they get back to, I mean, even if he gets two. You know, if, then it's better, but, I mean, you sit there and you measure everything now by Tom Brady, and if he's not in the, you know, as good as he's been, if he's not contending for three, four titles, you sit there and say, Mm -hmm. something here was wasted, especially as good as that core was. And yeah, I mean, now they're, they're trying to speed it up and take one more run at it, and I I guess there's, the urgency is there, but yeah, it does kind of make you wonder why it took so long to, say hey, wait a minute, we've got a generational quarterback and we're probably not going to get a third one in a row. Let's go try to make the best of it now.
2: Uh, ben Gasle's with us. Uh, yeah, and to me, there's no sport where it's sillier than to plan for three years from now. or boy, we've got to be ready two years because you can, half your team could get dragged off the field at any moment. you know you could end up with three career ending injuries at any moment. you got to take your shot in that sport.
4: Well, and look why we're in this position with the Vikings. I mean, you know, 16 months ago or whatever it was, I, I guess it's you know, probably closer to, I suppose, 19, 20 months, you know, back to August of 2016, you're sitting there saying, okay, this is a team on the rise. They have a young quarterback that is coming into his third year as a starter yes. that looks like he's taking the next step and they're going to ride him for the next decade. And two days later, after he played one preseason game in U.S. Bank Stadium, He goes down, and and his time with the Vikings, for all intents and purposes, is over. I mean, you know, those things happen in this sport because the injury rate is so high. It's not like baseball where you can plan to have a team and have a core together for five, six, seven years. You know, certainly the NBA, you can do more of that. You know, This sport, just because the injury rate is what it is, yeah, I, I, I think when you have those shots, you have to take them. You know, especially too. I mean, it's one and done playoff situations. Goofy things can happen and knock you out. So, if you have a chance, take it. And and, uh, you know, you certainly don't want to mortgage your future completely and put yourself in cap purgatory. But when you have a chance to, you think you're close, and you can say this move will get us over the top. You got to take a shot at it.
2: Well, uh, I don't believe, uh, because of, uh, NFL rules that we can get the, uh, the, uh, motorcade from the St. Paul airport to the new uh, facility and the helicopter, the news helicopters chasing, uh, Kirk Cousins down the, uh, street, uh, down the, uh, highway, but, uh, like we did for Brett Favre, but <laughs> it's gonna be close. This is the Viking fans are gonna go nuts. They, they, they were expressing some skepticism. Before they got him, but now that they got him, Viking fans are going to go crazy about this uh this move that the Vikings have made.
4: Yeah, and you get the you get the people that you know kind of come out and say, "Well, I don't think he's that good," and, you know, trying to be, you know, the the prudent analyst types on Twitter. But then, you know, once he gets here and the excitement takes over, we finally got our guy. Because I, I mean, I think that's been a lot of it. I think that was a lot of the excitement with Teddy Bridgewater that feeling of. We finally have a guy. I mean, we don't have to sit yeah. here and plug the position and, you know, maybe this guy can do it. Maybe we can manage the game and win 17 to 14. You know, that, that idea of we have a guy that can go out and score 35 points and help us win games. I mean, he's not a guy that I, I think is going to win games by himself. He's not on that level, but he's not going to have to with, with this group. And, you know, on a day where, the Eagles put up a bunch of points on you and you need to go out and and try to match them score for score. There's probably more optimism that this guy can do that consistently. And that is going to, in general, a lot of optimism uh, going Uh, into 2018. One
2: last aside, it reminds me of the thing about baseball where they always say, well, he's not a number one starter. Well, and, and if he's not Clayton Kershaw, they say Uh he's not a number one starter. Well, this guy's a, Top flight quarterback. Just because he's not quite as good as Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean he's not a top flight quarterback. That's uh, my theory, anyway.
4: You, you still need uh, you still need twos and threes. I mean, you still need. I mean, he may not be Clayton Kershaw, but you know, you, you can still win with with rotations that have a lot of number two guys, and you still need those. And, and uh, he certainly is a guy that I think, with the pieces around him, you can you can win a lot of games with.
2: Thanks for your time, sir. All right, thanks, Pat. Uh, ben Gasling covers the uh, Vikings for the Star Tribune, and uh, and uh, we shall return. This is the Ride with race. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air.
3: And now, this day in history. Patrick. I went to penitentiary. Gene Wilder, I did a movie. I went to, not me personally. I mean, I went to do a film in penitentiary. Um, and was, I was up there six weeks, Arizona State Penitentiary. Oh man, it was strange because it's like 80% black people. And what's strange about that is that there are no black people in Arizona. <laughs> six weeks I was up there, I talked to the brothers, you know, and I talked to them, and thank God we got penitentiaries. <laughs> I asked them, I said, why did you kill everybody in the house? because they was home
2: <laughs> that was Leroy right oh, the man, oh my wasn't gosh. that Leroy he said, Leroy I, why'd you why'd you kill everybody's so, house yeah. and he says because he was home they was home <laughs> uh, uh, live on the Sunset Strip the greatest of all of Richard P- Pryor's comedy uh, albums in this in this case the concert was also released as a movie right now in this time period 1982 uh, richard this of course was two years after he lit himself on fire lighting his cocaine pipe up and uh he had some great jokes about that too in this thing he is the best ever yes uh, you know 100% chris rock, agree. i love chris rock uh lewis black i like that, that kind of humor uh, sarah silverman i think she's hysterical but Richard Pryor was. Uh, if you without ask most, question,
1: if you ask most comedians, they always cite yep. Richard Pryor as their as their influence and inspiration. So uh, he is uh, he is uh,
2: so damn funny, and uh, and you know if you haven't seen if you haven't seen live on the Sunset Strip, find it. It is fantastic.